Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap, shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he has, has purposed in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly, nor of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we just want to thank you um, for allowing us to be here this evening. Lord, I pray that you would just... Open up your scripture to us, Lord, just uh, reveal yourself to us. Lord, that we could uh, see what it is you're calling us to do and what you're calling us to be, Father. Lord, I ask that you would touch me, and Lord, uh, just take me out of this sermon, Lord, take me out of this message, that uh, what I preach would come from you. And we ask and pray it all in Jesus' name, amen. a good piece of scripture here and we're going to kind of try to tackle it a little bit and I want to well let's read this again just so we so we hear it one more time but this I say he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work the um, one of the I, I would call it biblical principles that you will find as particularly in the New Testament as a re- recurring theme is sowing and reaping uh, it, it's, it's in there, it's all the time. Even, even when you consider the times that Jesus talks about fruitfulness, it is, it is still along the same vein. And one thing that we find is there is a direct correlation between sowing and reaping. Isn't that interesting? You wouldn't have thought it, would you? That there would somehow be a, a direct relationship between sowing and reaping. But yeah, there honestly, there is. If you sow something, you reap something. Uh, I, I talk every once in a while about my garden. This year was not a good year for my garden. Um, VBS come along, and 
I got a little behind that week. And then I kind of, we, we really, we kind of got caught back up a little bit in, in the, over the next couple weeks and got things looking a little better. And then we had church camp. And it, you know, VBS, I was still home a few, few hours each night and could do just a little bit. But, you know, the week we was at church camp, we was gone, you know. And when I come back, weeds had kind of taken over. So I get out and I'm doing a little bit, trying to get things back. And then the following week after that was the fair. So by the time the fair was over, the garden was just... They, they were, there was no coming back. Now, we still got stuff from it after that. But it wasn't like it had been in the years previous because of how things had grown up around it. And, and the crops that should be getting good sunlight and should be grabbing the nutrients weren't because everything else was. And... But there, there were a couple things that, that I found that were fairly significant this year. Uh, one, we, we planted spaghetti squash for our first time. And, wow, it goes everywhere. It, I planted it on one end of my garden, and the vines, some of them were literally at the, I don't have a very big garden, but we're all the way at the other end of the garden. Some went halfway down and, and come around and... and and actually went to the edge of the garden over here. I mean, they literally would get in every other um, vegetable's place and grow there. They, they just kind of sprawled, which I liked. I did because, man, I was getting all kinds of... Sp- we, we love uh, squash and zucchini. I mean, we love that. We eat it all the time through the summer. Uh, all kinds of different recipes. We make pizza out of it and you know, spaghetti out of spaghetti. I mean, just... And so we love that stuff. So it was great. But I didn't have any spaghetti squash last year. Some of you are like, why didn't you have spaghetti squash? Because I didn't plant any. There's a direct correlation between sowing and reaping. If you don't sow, you never reap. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to really figure that one out. That's why I, I feel like God has said, Aaron, here's a, here's a message that you're able to preach. You can talk about sowing and reaping because you're, you're, you've got qualifications there. You're not too smart. But you get that if you don't sow it, you don't reap it. Now this scripture takes it even a step further and says that if you sow sparingly, that means you, you just sow a little bit, then you're going to reap a little bit. That kind of makes sense too, doesn't it? And then it also says, but if you sow bountifully, then you will reap bountifully. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? We we like the idea of reaping bountifully. Now, What sounds really good to us, though, is we would like to sow sparingly and reap bountifully. Man, Lord, that's how we really want it to work. We want to sow sparingly and reap bountifully. But the Scripture tells us that, that the correlation doesn't work like that. If you want to reap bountifully, you have to sow bountifully. Now, I bring all these things out because I think, as a church, it's critical that we understand the correlation between sowing and reaping. 
Amen? Uh, it, is, it is paramount that we understand there is a correlation between sowing and reaping. Guess what? If you don't sow anything, what do you reap? Nothing. If you sow sparingly, guess what you reap? A little bit. If you sow bountifully, what do you think happens? You get a lot. Yeah. You get a lot. So let me ask you a question. Don't answer this out loud. But if you were to categorize the way that you are sowing in the Spirit, in the Word of God, okay? Keep this in your head. If you were to categorize the way you're sowing, would you call it none at all, sparingly, or bountifully? Take it a step further and think about us as a corporate body and ask yourself the question, how is it that we are sowing? Is it not at all? Is it sparingly or is it bountifully? Now, just so things will make a little more sense to you, I, I want to go to Mark chapter 4. Jesus tells a parable about a sower. I'm going to read this entire section of Scripture, though I'm going to really let the Scripture speak for itself. We won't spend a lot of time dissecting it other than some obvious points here. But I want to, I want to kind of dig into this. Mark chapter 4, verse 3. Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. Right, everybody knows what a sower is. It's someone planting seed. Okay. Hearken, behold, therefore. There went out a sower to sow, and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up, and increased and brought forth some thirty, and some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. And he said unto, the, unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, these things are done in parables. That seeing they may see and do not perceive, and hearing that they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted, and their sins should be forgiven. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? 
And how then will ye know all parables? Verse 14, I want you to pay particular attention to this. The sower soweth the word. Just in case you thought that I was pulling this connection out of thin air, I want you to look, this is Jesus himself speaking in verse 14. He says this, the sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but they have heard. Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Now, if, if you know anything about uh, how they would have been sowing the seed that they're speaking of, they, uh, they didn't have planters per se like we do. Everything was done manually. But what they would do is they would have a bag with seed in it, and they would grab a handful of seed, and they would throw it. That's how they would do it. They would grab the seed and put it out there. Grab a handful, put it out there. Now, when, when we read a description of the sower, we find that the sower was sowing the word of God in this parable, right? But we read how he's sowing, you'll notice that he threw his seed... And when he threw it, some landed on stony ground. You say, yeah, I understand. That's what the scripture said. But I also want you to understand that some landed among the thorns. Okay, I, I get that, Aaron. I understand that some grew among the thorns. I also want you to understand that some went along the roadway or the wayside and the birds ate it. Well, I get that. It actually said that in the story. And you need to know that some fell on good ground. Okay, this is getting a little repetitive, Aaron. Why are you telling me all this when the story actually spells it out? Because the sower who sowed the seed just put it out there. There was stony ground, but he still sowed seed there. There was a wayside, but he still sowed seed there. There were thorns, but his seeds still ended up there. And there were good ground, and the seeds ended up there too. Sometimes we get so consumed with making sure that the seed falls on good ground that we find ourselves sowing sparingly. Well, let me find this spot. There's one spot right here that's good. Let me put one seed right there. Whoa, I, 
five foot over there, I see another good spot. Let me grab one little seed and let me drop it right there. And that becomes our approach to ministry. We're, we're worried, listen, we, we worry too much about the ground that it's going to fall on. When the job of the sower is not to worry about the ground, it's to sow the seed. That's a good place for an amen or praise the Lord or something. Our job as men and women of God isn't to worry about where the seed goes. It isn't to, to worry about the ground that it falls on. But it's to worry about the job that we've been given. And that is to sow the seed. Now, if we move back into Corinthians, we begin to look at that scripture. And it tells us that if we sow sparingly, we will reap sparingly. But if we sow bountifully, we'll reap bountifully. And if we figure that our job, our only job is to be the sower, then we ought to be sowing bountifully. Sowing bountifully can be scary. What do you mean by that? What well, can? Because sometimes when you sow bountifully, that means you have to reinvest previous fruitfulness. They don't they didn't really do things the way we do things today. How they would do it is that they would have a harvest and the seeds of the harvest, they would keep back so much of the seeds of the harvest and that would be what they would plant the next year. Amen? All right. That's how they do it. That's it. It's the seeds from last year's harvest that produce next year's fruit. And in order to sow bountifully, in order to sow bountifully, that means that a larger portion of last year's fruit has to be set aside for future work. I see some light bulbs going off right then. As a church, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves getting in to a, a place where God has been good and God has done good things and God has, has brought increase and God has, has, has blessed our fruitfulness. And then we just decide, you know what, it's time for us to sit back and enjoy it a little bit. Let's enjoy the fruit of our labor. And we just kind of sit around and we enjoy last year's harvest or the year before's harvest or 20 years ago's harvest. And we just sit back and wow, wasn't it good back in the, the good old days when God was moving, when God did this and when God did that. And we, are, we enjoy yesterday's fruit. Instead of setting aside yesterday's fruit for our future harvest. The blessings that God gives us today are given so that we can reinvest them into tomorrow. We read the story about the, the Lord who went away and he, he gave, gave some guys some talents. He gave one ten, he gave one five, and he gave one one, right? He goes away and he comes back and, and he's like, okay guys, I went away, I'm back now, what did you do with what I gave you? And one said, I took the ten talents you gave me and I got ten more. 
The Lord's like, way to go, buddy. That's what I like. The other guy said, well, Lord, you gave me five. And I have five more now for total of ten. boy! I like what you're doing. You're taking what I give you and you're, you're investing it. And then the last guy said, well, Lord, I know that you're a hard man and, 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 and you're, you're, you're the kind of guy who reaps where he hadn't sown and, and you're always wanting one. I was afraid I might lose what I got. So what I did was I took it out and I buried it. The Lord said, depart from me, you wicked servant. Get out of here. And as a matter of fact, you go, but I want them to take the one that you had and give it to the guy who had ten because he knows how to use what he has. If you think that this parable about the talents doesn't apply to what we're speaking of today, you're wrong. God blesses and His blessings aren't just for today's enjoyment, but they're to reinvest in the fruitfulness of tomorrow. But what if we run out? <laughs> what if we run out? I will tell you this. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to go back there and let's look at this again. There's part of this scripture that we haven't really talked about much, but I think it, it needs to be looked at here. After verse 6, verse 7, it says, Every, every man, talking about uh, reaping bountifully, it says, Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly or of necessity. For God love a cheerful giver. Everybody got that? That's real good. Now, verse 8, it says this. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. What is grace? Grace, God's grace, is God giving us what we don't deserve. The, grace and mercy, different things. One, mercy is God not giving us what we do deserve. That's mercy. Grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. So, in verse 8 it says, And God is able to make all grace, in other words, all his giving you what you don't deserve abound toward you. That ye, there's a reason that he's going to do this. You, you understand? That's what that ye means. It means that he can do this for a purpose. He has a purpose for doing this. That ye always having all sufficiency. That means having enough. So that you will always have enough in all things may abound to every good work. In other words, God says that my grace 
is going to be opened up to you. It's going to abound towards you that you will always be sufficient for all the good works that you're doing. If you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. Let everyone give, let everyone sow, let everyone work as he has in his heart, not out of necessity, not grudgingly, because God wants you to do it cheerfully. But understand this, that God, when you do that, is going to make grace abound towards you so that you will have sufficiency. You will have enough. You will have what you need to do the good work that is in front of you. People so sparingly because they're afraid of running out. But the scripture says if you'll so bountifully, you ain't going to run out because God is going to supply. God will make sure that it's sufficient for your tomorrow. I ask you to ask the question. And you'll mind earlier, and I just keep it in there. Let it roll around a little bit. How do you sow? None at all. Sparingly, bountifully. As a church, how do we sow? None at all. Sparingly, bountifully. When we think about what it really means to sow and what it looks like, we read the, the parable of the sower and the way he sowed, he just, he just put it out there. Is that the type of sowing we're doing or are we being selective about the people we reach? Are we, well, I want to reach this person. I want to reach this person. It's this person that we're going. Or are we sowing bountifully, putting it out there for whoever might hear? I want to tell you a little story and then we'll wrap up. It's been five or six years ago on my small group on Wednesday nights. Had a pretty large group of teenagers that would come to the house. We had, you know, 12, 13, 14 teenagers that would come to the house on Wednesday nights. And we would, uh, we would do this small group Bible study. And it was fantastic. And, and we were talking about the parable of the sower. It just so happened that week I had a couple bare spots in my lawn. And I went to uh, the... Uh, I think it was Lowe's or something, I picked up a, a bag of grass seed. So I brought this bag of grass seed, and I had it at the house, and I was going to sow this grass seed in my yard. And while we're talking about the parable of the sower, all of a sudden the light bulb goes off. The light bulb says, hey, Aaron, you got some grass seed out here. Why not just do a little illustration with this? So I told everybody, I said, let's take a little field trip. And we went outside, and I got my bag of grass seed. And I took this bag of grass seed, and I went out to a spot in my yard, and this was, this was in the middle of summer, and I went out to a spot in my yard that was, the ground was hard and dry, and as a matter of fact, I still can't get hardly anything to grow. The soil's just not good. Nothing grows there. One of my gutter spouts come down, kind of washes the top of the soil. It just, it just nothing grows there. So I took and I, I just threw some seed on it, and I talked about the shallow ground. And what that meant in this, in this parable. And then I went over to my driveway and I, I threw some seed on my concrete. And I talked about the birds and how the birds, you know, the ones that went by the way, how the birds would come and pick it up. So then I walked over uh, kind of uh, across the yard a little bit. And we, we, there at the edge of the yard, we got play, things that had grown up. And I threw some seed over there where all the weeds are grown up. 
Then I talked about how the cares of this world, they come and, and those seeds really don't have much of a shot because of the cares of the, all, all the other plants that were already fully grown up all around them. So we were sitting out there in the yard and, and I was talking about good ground. I thought, you know, I got this place where I burn stuff. So I'm going to go back there. I took a handful of seed and I threw it down on my burn pile. I said, you know, ashes here, they're very nutritious. And, it, and, and I said, you know, and, and this is kind of like good ground. And, and so we had a nice little lesson. We finished up and, and that was the end. And I come out. Three or four weeks later. Now, I really had no expectation because I'm doing this, and, and this was totally for illustrative purposes. I'm just throwing seed. I, I, I really, I'm just throwing, I'm not, I'm not trying to get it to grow. I'm just throwing seed. And I go back out there to my burn pile, and there is a patch of grass about that big. About six inch round patch of grass that has grown in my burn pile in a matter of about a week. It was not my intention for that grass to grow there. That's not the place. When I bought the bag of seed, that's not the spot I wanted grass to grow. You get what I'm saying? But I put it out there. And it found fertile ground. It found ground that it could grow in. And what I'm saying is, as individuals and as a church, sometimes we have in our mind, here's the ground that we got the seed for. Here's the place that God wants us to minister. Here's the place that God's going to give us increase. And we just start sowing into this one little spot in our lives. But when in reality, if we would just start sowing bountifully, not worrying about, hey, here's this one spot, but we start sowing bountifully, who knows the fertile ground that the seed might fall on, the places that we didn't even expect to see life come from, God might begin to give us increase from that. If we sow bountifully, we'll reap bountifully. If we'll just sow bountifully, we'll reap bountifully. If we will sow bountifully, we will reap bountifully. The sower just puts it out there. The sower that we read about in the scripture, he threw it on all sorts of ground because that's what it took to get it to the places that it needed to go. Sometimes in order for us to get seed to the places where we can find a bountiful increase, sometimes we will throw seed. We're, we're going to have seed that falls on ground that's by the wayside we're going to have seed that that falls on hard ground we're going to have seed that gets picked up by the birds it's going to happen but what jesus said don't worry about that because if you will sow bountifully you'll reap bountifully folks i believe as individuals god is calling us to be bountiful sowers as a church god is calling us to sow bountifully what does it look like? What does it mean? 
If you're waiting for an answer from me, uh, I'm not going to give it to you. I have some things on my heart that I think it looks like and what it means. But you, as an individual, and as members and part of this church, pray about what it means in your life to sow bountifully. What it means as our church to sow bountifully. To get out of the habit of, of directing our, our ministries, get, directing our efforts towards a spot, and start reaching whomever we can with the Word of God. Because if we will sow what? If we'll sow bountifully, we will reap bountifully. That's not, that's not a gimmick. That's not some, some gimmick. It, it, it's, it's right there. It's right there. If you sow bountifully. I'm not, I'm not talking about you give money, you're going to get a hundredfold or tenfold or whatever it is. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about the sower sowed the word of God. That's what Jesus said. The sower was sowing the word of God. And that's what I'm talking about here. Sowing bountifully. Getting outside of this venue out of what we do here getting the word of god to our neighbors our friends our family the people in our community who are lost that are within our reach Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale underscore UCC.